Hello, greetings. Welcome back to Sid and Megan Theatres. We are on week 12. We just finished watching Shutter Island, which was directed by Martin Scorsese and was released in 2010. It does star my favorite actor of all time, Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, <laughs> and it was based on a book of the same title by Dennis Leanne. Um, it is classified as a psychological thriller and has aspects of neo-noir. Uh, just quickly go over <laughs> what that kind of means. So the psychological thriller is a subgenre combining both the psychological uh, genre and the thriller. Um, it focuses mainly on psychologically stressed characters and uses mystery, drama, action, paranoia, um, and then with all these terms kind of combined with that uh, psychologically stressed character, it's pretty common for these films to have unreliable narrators, as we just watched. <laughs> um, and then just going on the neo-noir, it is kind of like a spin-off of film noir, which was pretty popular in like the 30s, 40s, and 50s, uh, focuses on a lot of dark themes and crime and with neo-noir um it kind of yeah it's like a spinoff of that using uh more modern takes um with the thematic styles um and wit to go along with it but yeah um i guess i'm curious too just like with those descriptions especially the idea of like a new noir film and we can even like talk about that idea of like film noir um would you guys say it's more of like a genre or a stylization of a film stylization Sorry. yeah because even in my i took a genre class and that was like a huge <laughs> debate in the class on whether or not um like for instance like the, the film we always watch to talk about film noir is Double Indemnity, which came out in the 30s. And it's, you know, the whole insurance fraud and, like, you see the the blinds of the light kind of, like, resemble they're, like, going to prison because you see the stripes or whatever. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I have to agree that it's more... I think of it as more as a stylization because it... Although it does have themes that go along with it, especially like dark themes, it usually um, uses um, different film elements other than like the literary aspects, if that makes sense. So it's more like the lighting and the sound um, and even like the camera angles. I was taking notes while watching this movie and which I need to start doing that because there are a lot of just like good points <laughs> that I always end up forgetting when I do these discussions but the different shots like it wasn't necessarily like all the time it's more like uh transitional like in between each scene so the transitional scenes where um, martin scorsese adds a bunch of extreme close-ups on just the environment whether that be like the locks the gates even the hinges on the doors like them opening and closing um which gives it that eerie feel so yeah, I think just adding those shots is definitely like that's a that's a style that's not necessarily like written into the movie using the literary aspects. Um, you guys disagree with that or agree or whatnot? Uh, 
feel free to jump in. Um, and then to add to this idea of the neo-noir with Shutter Island specifically, I was, as usual, I was doing research on this movie beforehand and a few articles kept like saying, oh, the music is like, is so like different. Like you wouldn't expect it. And then listening to it, especially in the beginning, I like, I took note of it more so in the beginning where it's like this heavy classical music, like um, with the bass. I love that. Yeah. I loved it. <laughs> so well done. Yeah. Like I, I, some, like, I would say like seven out of 10 times. Like I usually like don't specifically like pay attention to the score, but then luckily because I did the research, I like was like in the beginning, I was like, keep your, or keep your ears open to hearing the score. And it's just so dark and dreary. And even like with that big and with bass, I'm like talking like the stand-up bass. So like you've seen like orchestras, not like the guitar. Um, and it like, even that sound just sounds like it's going to rain, even though it's a sunny day. Like it sounds awful. Like, <laughs> like it's beautiful, but it's not supposed to be like a happy sound. It's definitely, it's very dreary. <laughs> it's a very low sound. Um, but yeah. So just going after, I just wanted to touch on that little like, genre or like stylization topic um and how it could possibly go into what uh, what we later discuss um i'm curious i know cassidy this was your first time watching it and i don't want to call you out but <laughs> i would love to hear what you thought of this movie <laughs> well it kept me on the edge of my seat the whole time and I did not I was like even as that scene where they were explaining to him like first unfolded I was like I don't know who to believe I don't know what's mm -hmm. happening <laughs> so it was so good and like you said the score was really good and the way they like intertwined like all the characters was very interesting and that's more like a like a plot thing but like mm -hmm. I thought it was really well done and I don't know what else to say because I'm not a film person, but I really enjoyed it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, the ending, I watched this in high school in one of my film studies courses over like a week because you only had 40 minutes in a period and this is like a two hour long movie. Um, and yeah, like I had the same experience where I was just like, not they're lying. Like, like uh, you know, Teddy, you got to get out of there. <laughs> like, don't believe anybody. Remember You're gaslighting you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, but then definitely the ending, the last line where is like, is it, is it worse to live to be a monster or die as a good person? Um, Andrew like knows like what he's doing at the end, which is haunting. Oh shit. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. So, cause he, he, he under, by the, by the time they explain everything and then, um, they even like show the audience like that flashback of um, that horrendous crime being committed. Uh, he he does understand, but he knows that he knows for himself he's going to regress in the coming months, and this is just going to be a process over and over. And he does also understand that when he does regress, he ends up hurting people around him. Um, like even in this movie, I think he hurt like three people, including that one guard who's just at the lighthouse for props, <laughs> um, which that sucks to be that guy um 
And yeah, so in order for him not to live as a monster, he willingly tricks them into thinking that he has regressed so suddenly, so he knows he is about to be lobotomized. Um, he gives the cue away when, or he, he tricks them when he calls his uh, psychiatrist, Chuck. Um, meanwhile, his real name is, um, is it Luther? It's, it's just not Chuck, I know that. Um, and, but as an audience, we're supposed to pick up that he knows what he's doing because he doesn't respond to Teddy when he walks away. Because um, the psychiatrist reaches out and is like, Teddy, but he keeps walking because he, he knows what he's doing. And so that's heartbreaking, but it's also just like adds to like the layers. <laughs> um, I guess you could also know from the line, mm-hmm. the last line too. Yeah, exactly. Um, one of the first, yeah, so going back and rewatching this, I also noticed that there was a lot of foreshadowing in this movie. I think that the scene I'd love to touch upon is right, you can actually, like, uh, watch it on, like, like Fandango does, like, the movie clips, (laughs) and they actually just have this scene, like, for this movie on the YouTube, so I'll put it in the little group chat we got going. Um, but it's when he first like has this like vision with Dolores while they're in the apartment, and there's like ash falling, and she's like, "Oh, remember the lake house?" And it like keeps cutting really weird. Like you're, she's talking, but her mouth isn't moving, and then she turns around, and her back is all burned. Do you guys like remember that scene? Yep. Okay. Yeah. So. After, like, after the first time I watched it, I, like, was, like, I need to know more about this movie and, like, figure out, like, if there were signs beforehand, um, like, to just foreshadow it. And, yeah, that scene itself is just, like, pretty freaking brilliant (laughs) because it foreshadows the lake house. Um, It does touch upon the fire. So, like, you know the fire did happen, but, like, you don't know the reasoning behind it. Um, But also the fact that Dolores, um, who is played by Michelle Williams, she turns around and she's soaking wet. Um, So something's up there. And when he touches her, she starts bleeding profusely. So I just, yeah, I thought that scene was like brilliantly done. Because it's also, it's just trippy and it builds on that like thriller, um, that psychological thriller where you know, like it hints to where like, Teddy's not thinking correctly. Um, but. You know, you can tell it was good foreshadowing because, like, I didn't consciously make the connection, mm-hmm. but when I first heard, like, the wife, something with the dripping wet, and then, like, um, they mentioned the woman who drowned her children, I was like, that's interesting. Something's kind of ringing a bell here. Yeah. But, like, I didn't put it together. So, like, it was, it got the gears moving which is like a good good writing I guess I don't know yeah and then also um there were different hints too throughout the movie to um give away that this entire yeah I guess film was kind of like a role-playing game for Andrew um uh I'm trying to think oh yeah I wrote notes so when Oh, when they're interviewing the patients who are in the group therapy with um, Rachel, before we find out that, like, Rachel doesn't exist, um, 
there's one woman who she was the one who wrote right to run in the book. Uh, but she had said she she was describing the psychiatrist within the group session, and every time she mentioned him, it would cut to Chuck, <laughs> and they'd be like looking at each other. So it's kind of like hinting, like even at the line, like "Oh, he's easy on the eyes," and it cuts to Chuck, and he like gives a little smile. So they know that they're talking about each other. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah. Um, and then also when towards like not the middle uh, between the middle i guess it would be like yeah like between the maybe like 10 minutes after like the middle um andrew teddy or andrew as teddy right now uh he runs into a room and it's like a dining room and there's just a bunch of men around the table and he was you know, he brings in the note that apparently Rachel had written where it says, like, oh, the rule of 67. And so he's trying to, like, have this, like, he's, he's arguing with the main doctor of the whole facility. And one of the guards actually say, rule 67? Uh, yeah, I love that rule. As if, like, they, it's, like, all scripted. <laughs> um, like, oh, I, I love this part. <laughs> um, and, yeah, so I... Um, yeah, I thought that was odd when they said that. It seemed kind of out of context, so. Yeah, so. In the moment, mm -hmm. but. And even, like, um, after, um, after Teddy slash Andrew spends the night in the cave, when he comes back, like, um, when all the patients are kind of, like, with the nurses, like, in that main room, and, you know, the nurses are even saying, like, don't look, like, it's fine, like, you're fine, like, don't look, <laughs> and. Because I, I guess it, at this point, this was different from the previous role-playing um, game they had a few months earlier. So they're just trying to adapt. But yeah, so definitely the, the hints and the foreshadowing in this movie, I recommend because they're pretty great. They're very subtle. Like you said, Cassidy, they're very subtle. Um, but... I think that's what also makes this movie just a really good movie to keep coming back to. Like other than Leonardo DiCaprio, but um, it, it keeps, there are just different things that I caught and I've, I've seen these, like I, this is the second time I've seen this movie, like from start to finish. Um, but again, like I said, I've got on Fandango and like watched this clips and like watched other like video essays on this um, and probably caught it on like cable or something like halfway through, but yeah. So yeah, I'm curious if there were any other takeaways of this movie. Um, I think, well, I, this crazy enough is that when I first watched this, I, I watched it when it first came out because my brother is obsessed with Leonardo DiCaprio as an actor, too. So this, this one came out like 2010. <laughs> so like, <laughs> when I watched it, <laughs> when I watched it, I was like, what the well i mean i'm like 11 at the time so mm -hmm. i really didn't know what was going on so i had to watch it again i did that for a lot of movies of course um i had to watch it again when i got older and like i started to see like in terms of like what you guys were mentioning like i don't want to rehash anything but mm -hmm. like foreshadowing and stuff like you already got that down like the lines um throughout the movie like the one that you said when he mentioned um do you want to like do you want to 
um live long as a monster or die as a good man mm-hmm. like like lines like that are like what are the things i peeped especially with my knowledge now and like watching videos on it in the past um i would say like camera cuts mm-hmm. and like perspective of the perspective of the main actor which is leonardo DiCaprio, is like key to what they was trying to pitch off here because at first i was like i wasn't really like getting it i'm i'm comparing the first times i actually watched it which was 11 and i'm pretty sure it was a couple years ago mm-hmm. um but this was like a type of movie that was just like it was one it was one movie that was a mind twist but it actually made sense though. Like that's what I like because there's a lot of pieces. There's a lot of cinema that like are certain. Not a lot, but there's a certain amount of cinema that the twist was really like, oh, it was lackluster. Like it really, it was like it was cool to find out. But this one, I was like, oh crap! Mm-hmm. Like that's really that's really him, the person that they're talking about, and through the visions that he had of him murdering his wife or drowning his kids. Like that's that's him. Like that. When I started to put two and two together like that, it really started to, it, it was a, it made it like a good film, like, cause it, everything was added up so far. And then like, of course, if you got to watch your YouTube videos, whatever, that make sure you didn't get it, mm-hmm. um, go ahead. That's, that's what I did. So yeah, now nah, I think, I think it was a well thought out film and it was, it was a well thought out twist. And I feel like the perspectives on dialogue, especially, and like camera angles and stuff like that whether he was um or whether it was like holding his wife at the uh the lake mm-hmm. or um she was saying she was telling him like you have to let me go or whether it was like the the time he visited the the dude that he I'm pretty sure yeah the dude in prison when the, like the first dude when he's behind bars and he's acting weird like um and the ending scene too like I feel like those I feel like scenes like throughout the movie through camera cuts and camera angles sh- literally showed that he was who he was. Yeah. Like as a person. Um Yeah, so I feel like perspective and dialogue definitely added up to like the the climax of the film. Yeah. That's all that's what I wanted to say. Yeah, and like um the fact that there like was that twist like I don't want to say it was like scary, but it it just like encaptured like the whole like like the whole idea of like the themes like the you know the psychological thriller yeah I guess like where um I don't know because like part like Cassidy was like oh like they're gaslighting him and it's like. Because that's already scary to be gaslit. Is to like it's a very uncomfortable like situation to go through. But then I think, and I mean, watching it the first time, you're still like rooting for Teddy to be like, no, he's like the right guy, like he's the right person in this situation, and they're the bad ones, and they're like trying to get him. But when it's like flipped around so drastically in like that climax, oh, it, it's. I don't know. It's it's kind of haunting. And then again, like the last line and everything, it just kind of sticks with you, which I think it's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I was, I was, I would agree with that definitely. Mm-hmm. Like it, yeah. Basically, yeah. That's what I was mentioning before. Like the, it's just the, it's just it. It was just it's just good to see a film mm-hmm. 
that like you use the word it captures, I'll use it too. Like it's good to see a film that like and captures like everything that happened and everything added up perfectly. Like it wasn't yeah. like a like I said, it wasn't like a film that had like like I didn't recognize many plot holes. Like I know a lot of films like have so many plot holes and things to be talked about. But I was watching this, it all the things that happened added up to that ending in particular. So it was great to see a film that do that does that with little or not even zero to none plot holes throughout yeah. the entire film. And then it has a huge twist like that. Like yeah. that's was like that's was like well done by the film. I'm even thinking too where like I, I noticed that throughout the movie, um like Teddy kinda like he just finds his way so easily across the island and like, if, I mean, thinking about that more, if this was a different movie, you'd be like, well, why does he know where everything is? But, like, it's because he's been there this whole time. So, like, no one's going to question, like, wait, how did you find the lighthouse? How did you find the specific hallway? How did you find the gravesite? Like, he's been through this before. Because um, he's been there for two years. And that, yeah. Oh, so good. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. So... That's kind of all the points of discussion I wrote down for today. Um, any final points? Um, nothing really on my on, on my behalf. It was just it was just a, I'm not gonna lie. It was definitely a classic piece of cinema. Mind you, I yeah. really don't watch um Martin Scorsese's movies like that. Mm -hmm. Um, like I I think I probably have. What else have he? What else has he made? Um, besides Inception. The um, he's done. I think he did Inception? The Departed. Christopher Nolan did oh that. wait, yeah. Sorry, not Inception. That's oh, that's just another Leonardo DiCaprio movie. He did The Departed though. Oh right, all right. Um, he also did uh The Irishman. Um, I I know Vernon loves. I I didn't watch that yet. And then did he but also I, do Catch Me If You Can? He Martin Scorsese says he all like collabs with. DiCaprio a lot um but yeah no he yeah Martin Scorsese I always think of like dramas with him um like high like like re like long dramas like good but long um so it's it's refreshing to see a film where a director kind of like goes out of their element a little bit and then, like, nails it still, because it's Martin Scorsese. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, nah, the, the part, nah, that that makes sense, because the, the, mm -hmm. the part it was another, yo, that movie is mad good. Yeah, that I'm pretty so sure. Good. Let me look it up, because I might, I might just be naming Leonardo DiCaprio films. <laughs> like, yeah, Titanic and The Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, The Wolf of Wall Street. That's another one. But yeah, also, just a disclaimer. Uh, Martin Square says he did not direct Titanic. <laughs> um, oh, thank God. <laughs> oh, he did Gangs of New York? Wow. All right. Word. Word. Yeah, that's a pardon. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. Martin Square says he dramas and, like, now that I'm looking up with depart the departed, and I'm thinking of even like catch me if you can, because I'm pretty sure that is also um, Martin Scorsese. Uh, crime is a huge theme too, but nothing like psychological. I can't think of. 
I've seen of his. Because I'm also like, I don't know, this movie is very similar to like why I would think of like an M. Night Shyamalan movie, but done well. (laughs) Um, Or it's like you gotta like do the twist um, at the end and blow everyone's mind away. But twists are really hard to do, especially like you want to have that aspect of foreshadowing in it. So it's not like ridiculous. Like, so then people can go back and it's like, oh, it was like in front of us the whole time. We just like didn't think of it because it was so subtle. Um, But yeah, so yeah, this is a really good example of yeah, just these psychological thrillers with a good twist at the end. (laughs) Um, And the use of an unreliable character who we we trust and then we learn we shouldn't have. (laughs) But yeah. Um, Thank you guys for joining this week. Um, Really glad we were able to watch this as all weeks. I have a lot of fun doing this. And yeah, I will see you next Sunday. Have a splendid week. Bye. Bye.